When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. Welcome to another edition of the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango joined by Jeff Burton from the Rizzuto Show in hey. 105.7 The Point and from the Stalter and Rivers Midday Program on 101 ESPN and former St. Louis Blue, Jamie Rivers. Gentlemen, what the hell's going on? I love it. Hey. Hey. Did he, did you share with Donnie the uh, jersey that I found? Because we got into our storage locker. We were moving storage lockers, you know, a bigger storage locker because I can't get rid of crap. Case in point, an old Jamie Rivers jersey that he autographed for me. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and it said, to, to my brother from another mother. To my brother from another yeah. mother. Yeah. Dude, I have one Unbelievable that I never took that to Goodwill. I anyway. have one of those point jerseys, <laughs> point urge jerseys signed by Jamie and Soup. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow Soup, huh? Yeah, well, I, I mean. <laughs> the Soup is hot. You know what, man? There's no. sometimes I want to tell you guys both to f off. And what? Right, no, that was a shot at him. I was wow. like, oh, I thought that him. was a shot no, at me for was... using Soupy's nickname no, when I don't no, know him. Like that was me going, oh, it's cool. You got an autograph from you know Jim Campbell. Just sensitive. Yeah, what is that? Uh, can you give everybody an update on Jim Campbell? What's going on with him? I know he. At least the last time we talked seriously about the guy, <laughs> he traveled a lot with his kid playing hockey and stuff, right? Yes. And then he, he owns a couple of bars. Yeah, he's got uh, J.P. Fields. Mm-hmm. Been in there, the Clayton area, and the guy are in in Kirkwood. Yeah, yeah. It's a little quaint little spot. Yeah, honestly, if the three of us were there, it'd be at half capacity. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, wow. Honestly, no, it's probably like 35, 40, 45, oh. something like that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It's a small little spot. It's cool, though. It's like a, the the local watering hole. They got yeah. the... The ice rink right across the street. So this is in Kirkwood. You you had to have seen this. I, place I mean, I'm before. sure I have. Yeah. You've just, driven past it, it maybe yeah. blinked and missed it. Honest, right? Yeah, that's the guy. Truth. I yeah. mean, he, did he always want to do that as a player? Like, was that well, something he'd always he was talked in about? Enough. Well, he promoted the product that they carry a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> so why not go into that business? I always told him, don't get high on your own supply. What does he do? He buys two bars. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I, I, as, I don't know how we got there. Sorry. No, that's all right. No, no you don't have to be sorry. Well, we, we've got a couple of ways that we can go here, but I think that we should start Blues play Edmonton tonight. Yes. And tonight is our first, and Jamie, you're doing this as well with Mr. Stalter, our first Cans of Glory event. We're going to be out at the Winsville Hot Shots from 6 to 8, Jeff and I. And then next week, actually, not next week, but on the 21st, uh, Jamie, you and Stalter have your first November 21st at uh, Helen Fitzgerald. So you'll be doing the Cans of Glory thing there as well. There we go. And we're getting people signed up, opportunities to win blues tickets, as well as 2020 NHL All-Star Game tickets. Amazing. And don't be confused because Jeff's involved in this. Uh, cans of Glory is actually beer cans, beer cans as shuffleboard. Good. That's Whoa, whoa, you know, whoa, what? That's I know, be, right? Are you serious? Dude, I was disappointed, I was under the too. impression. Do you, do you, do you, Hold on a second. So do I got to find somebody else to do this with me now when, tonight? Oh, I think we can fight through it anyway, Don. When the emo came across, I like was second to sign up. I was right under Jeff. And then we both got duped. They're like, oh, beer cans. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? Then we Dude. met with Bud Light and we went, oh. That's sales staff, man. They are tricky, man. They, they, they are know. tricky. They know. Son they threw the right hook in the water. Yeah. They know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe somebody can tell our blues, hey, man. Winning in regulation is okay. It's cool. It's you, all right. As Riz said, you don't have to give the other team a parting gift every time you beat them. Here, I know we get two, but here's one for you. Hey man, here's your doggy bag. The, yeah. the wins are great to have, but like at some point, you got to tighten her up a little bit more at this point. Right? Well, look, Vancouver last night, I mean, they came out hard. They looked a half a step faster than the Blues for the first 10 minutes of the game. And thank God for Jordan Bennington. He was sensational last night. I think 36 shots against... Um, and Elias Pedersen had six shots alone. He's their top scorer. He's like their stud up front. So Jordan Bennington did a great job, and you're going to have those games right. where, you know, and their goalie, Jacob Markstrom, had a great game as well, made some big saves, certainly a little bit pissed off when the Blues end up with a 3-on-0 in overtime. Yeah, yeah that was great. But, I, You know, it, it was too late of a game for me, so I didn't see it until the next morning, and I think one of my favorite headlines on Twitter was, this is not a video game. Right. It sure as hell look like one. When you're that goalie and that happens to you and you get back into the locker room, is anything even said, or is it just how the ebb and flow of the game goes? And I would have said you should have had that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys. Uh, hey, boys. No, nothing is said. No. I mean, look, your guys are trying to score a goal. Did they maybe get a little overzealous, get caught up? Now, you can't forget the two Vancouver guys ran into each other, and they both fell. Creating like a three-on-zero from the Blues' own blue line, which is unheard of. Right, yeah. So, right. So some luck going into that equation as well. What can yeah. you do? I mentioned this on on uh, the Rizzuto show this morning. I think Donnie and I, you talk, you and I talked about this. But if you if you watch the video, the one from up above, the higher up shot, and it's really subtle. But when the three uh, players uh, with Vancouver are flailing in the corner as our team is going <laughs> the other way, it's super subtle. But you watch Jordan Bennington; he takes a stride or two over towards those three guys. Just kind of a not a pick, not a anything. It's just a little. You got to go around me if you even get up and skate the other way. I thought that was a veteran move, and wow, amazing! It is, but you got to be careful because if one of those guys runs into him and he's out of his crease, sure. the referee can yeah. call interference. And I would not put it past NHL referees at that point looking, going, "Oh my God, it's a three on zero." Right. Goalie stepped in front. You know what? Whoop! We're going to call that. Really? Yep. Wow. Just because it you know was what? Subtle, you, but I thought, what a veteran move, you know? It is, but as long as you don't get, if you get pinched, yeah. like then what a dummy. Today's what a rookie NHL, move. you got to be careful. Like <laughs> yeah. they, they can fabricate a call from anywhere, but yeah, I mean, 
That is a smart play by Jordan yeah. Bennington. And he, maybe he was chirping him a little bit, too. And he said, hey, Bambi, look, 3 on 0 Boy, don't you just have the ability, just the thought that, that, that I bet you Jordan is a good chirper. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I bet he doesn't say a lot, but when he does, there's some there's some weight behind. Yeah, I think it's quality, not right. quantity. Yeah. Absolutely so. I would yeah. imagine it's always parental in, in theme. It might be. You it know? reminds me of like Bob Saget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like the Bob Saget we saw in Full House, but then if you've ever seen his stand-up right. act, yeah. it's like night and day. Like, that's what I picture of Jordan Bennington. Like, you get the one, two words, and then in the game, he's like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Right. Just gives it to him, you know? <laughs> well, there, there are definitely some some things that we've already kind of touched on a little bit here that have been brought up by some of our listeners because we have them now for our podcast. And us. they have been sending emails in to us at lmbp at 1057thepoint.com. That's lmbp at 1057thepoint.com. I want to talk about, uh, start off with this one uh, because it, I think, kind of plays into what you guys were talking talking about just a second ago with Jordan Bennington. Corey Brewer writes in, first, I love the podcast. You guys just bullshitting. I love the chemistry between you guys and the ball busting. Keep it up. Do you uh, anything about the production, like the open and the close or any of that? Not, none like, of that <gasps> yet, but maybe next time for Corey. Like the, the Last Minute Blues podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but Corey asks, in baseball, there's a bunch of unwritten rules. Can you come up with a list of any for hockey? Unwritten rules. Yeah. I can't talk about them. They're not written. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, Oh, gosh. You know, you try... that's kind of you should have prepped me for this one, Donald. Yeah, come on. Well, I, I asked Jeff, "Hey, do we need to let Jamie know the emails and stuff?" Nah, he just likes to go on the phone. Yeah, I, I think well, my I reply was usually, Jamie. I mean, who? look, the unwritten rule usually is if you're fighting a guy and he goes down to one knee, you don't continue to tee off on his head. You kind of let up on it. Um, you know, you, you try to respect the opponent at all times. If 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 you score a goal, you try not to showboat too much. But these are unwritten rules like when I played. Right. You know, yeah. you, know, you look at it now, and it's turned into a bit of a circus. Guys are celebrating. They've got their own, like, patented dance after they score and do all sorts of craziness. So I think, you know, the days of the enforcer, when that kind of went away and you kind of had to worry about yourself, I think that kind of abolished all the unwritten rules. I don't really know if there is any. What anymore. about okay? Well, what about in a in a fight when there's more than two guys that drop gloves? And we, you see this a lot, where like two main the main fighters, the main card is over here. Whether they're throwing or not, they have their gloves down and they may be wrestling. And then you see the other skaters kind of pair up, mm-hmm. you know. And the little guys will go with the little guys, and the medium guys with the medium guys. Are, are they talking right now? Like, hey man, I don't really want to drop gloves, but I'm holding you and you're holding me. Or what's going on right there? Like, at what point do you go? I'm not going to fight, dude, but I'm supposed to hold on to somebody. Yeah, you just sort of pair up and it's kind of funny how like by default the little guys will find each other they're like looking over like, okay there <laughs> yeah, we go it's uh-huh. if, if you watch that guys have dance partners that are about the same size usually <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. and you know and, and sometimes when the game's out of hand or something crazy happens like you know right away if you're going if you skate into the pile or there's something going on some dude comes in and cracks you like you don't have to think. Oh, hey, excuse me, are we fighting? No, it's on. If you don't drop the gloves, you, that's your fault. Yeah. If you don't know you're fighting, you already lost, probably. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, so when guys go in and pair off and just sort of grab each other, they already know there's there's no fight happening. Speaking of that, did you see? I just saw the highlight. I think it was on Twitter that uh, Ryan Reeves actually kind of sort of lost a fight the other night. Not really. or, or did he? His jersey came up over his head. Maybe I'm just used to him dominating. Maybe, and I'm glad I brought that up because did he lose yeah, it? Maybe no, not. I don't think he lost. Look, at, he he fought Adam Lowry, who's a big, tough kid too. But the jersey kind of came up over his head with the shoulder pads and got stuck. And in fact, he couldn't like even when he went to the tried to go to the penalty box, 
he couldn't like. Oh, see, I out. thought that happened after the fight, so that was while they were still. No, throwing. it was while they were still mm. throwing, and so you know it kind of looks bad. Uh, I guarantee. Look, those are two Western Conference teams. This story ain't over. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's for sure. And, and Mr. Reese, if you're listening, I think you dominated, dude. Dominated. <laughs> I'm going to text him later and tell him, hey, Burton, <laughs> just dogged on you. All right, another one. This one from Kyle. He says, huge fan. Listen every week. How do you guys feel that Justin Falk is adjusting to the Blues? I, I think, think he's yeah, – go ahead. Sorry. No, no. It was, it was Donnie. I, no, I, I'm, I'm uh, uh, incomplete on him right now. I'm, I don't really know. He's not lighting it up like anybody was hoping he would. The team that he came from, a lot of their fans are like, hey, you may get this guy and you may get this guy. I don't know that he's comfortable yet. Am I wrong? Look, I think what's happened— Solid, solid. No, there's nothing negative to say. I have no negative, okay? and But here's what's kind of happened is Alex Petrangelo has elevated his game. And so now what used to be considered, oh, we're going to bring in Justin Falk to be that offensive punch, to join the play, to do— Petro's doing it. And how are you going to pull ice time away from Petro when he's doing it so well? I mean, he's getting points almost every single game. He's scoring goals. He's joining the attack. I mean, that's your guy right now. You got to throw the saddle on the right horse. And right now, Petro's that See, I horse. I told you. I told you. Dude, that dude's going to make $10 million. Don't ever, ever put the saddle on the wrong horse. He, he is or, backwards. Yeah, or backwards. That hurts. I mean, and, and, and if he does not take the hometown discount to stay here, and he goes to cash in. I don't blame him even in the slightest. And I know that he's got a wife from St. Louis. Yeah. I, and I don't even say that. I don't say that poorly about the guy at all. No. I, I mean, it, it just, you're right, man. And, and there are there are nights where maybe last year or a couple years ago, I didn't see him being the difference maker. Dude, you see him being the difference maker, man. Oh, he's amazing out there right now. I mean, he always was a fantastic defenseman. But right now I'm looking at it going, man, in a contract year, mm-hmm. This guy could win the Norris Trophy. Oh, boy. Like, can you imagine that right now? Like, you're coming off the heels of a Stanley Cup championship. You're the captain of the team, and now you're in the discussion, at least early on right now, in the discussion for the Norris Trophy. And, and you're crazy. a gold medal winner. <laughs> you're a double gold, gold medal winner. Wow. Man, oh, man. Oh, and, and. Damn talks to Jamie looking. Rivers. Oh, and talks to Jamie. <laughs> talks to Jamie. Man, Rivers. I was holding on for that. Uh, this, this email coming from Jim Grant. Can you explain how players get caught with too many men on the ice with a line change? Seems like a dumb mistake, though I never played. But should you know who you're replacing, simply time it correctly. Thanks. And that's from Jim. Now, if you if you get a too many men on the floor at spinning wheels, that's one thing. Right, right. But people are going 100 miles an hour out there and pucks are flying around. If you're going to get off the ice and somebody comes on and hits you, that's too many men. Yeah, look, here's the way that that happens is, one, uh, guys sometimes just screw up. Bottom line, you make a mistake, you're like, ah, dude. Or you jump on the ice too soon, you get overzealous, and that guy's not off the ice yet, and the puck goes to one of you and it hits you. Now you're in play, which means you automatically have too many men in the play. So the referees are almost forced to call that. Other times, the coach is calling out lines. He's calling out matchups. And he may call, let's just for, for, for discussion's sake, he'll be like, Shenner, your line's up. So right now you'd know that Robert Thomas, Jaden Schwartz, and Braden Shenner are going. You know who you've got. Then, you know, you see the other team with, they make a change, or the next change comes up, and you're like, okay, wait, scratch that. Coming back with Sonny's line. Well, you know, uh, Robert Thomas, who's down in the middle of the bench, he may not have heard that. May not heard like the players. It's their job to communicate and be like, "Hey, Tommy, I've got so and so now, and and whatnot." 
And sometimes you lose track. You're not paying attention. It sounds like, oh, why are you not paying attention? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on yeah, around there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're in the middle and of you're kind of yeah. zoned in on where your guy is because you know the change is coming. And that's what happens. Sometimes you jump on the ice. Two guys jump and they look at you like, oh, no. <laughs> Who is supposed to go? Or if the coach changes the order. Like if he's rolling lines like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, he might go one, three, four, two. And then, but you're used to the, the rolling of the lines and then somebody jumps on. Because guys get their head stuck in their ass sometimes, too. They're like, ah, oh, shit. I wasn't right. listening. Yeah. Oh, my bad, not, coach. All these years, I did not know that rolling lines meant one, two, three, four like that. I had yeah, no idea. Did you I know that? Either. No. Okay, yeah, rolling okay. lines is just when you roll through them. Just keep rolling them through. And the coach will say that. Oh, great. We're going to roll them for now. Okay. So that, that takes the onus now off the coach, puts it on the players going, you guys know we're rolling the lines. So unless I say something different, it's. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Learning something new every week. Yeah. I, and I'm not even lying. Now, here's a, here's a great question from Jacob. And uh, I know that this is going to be a little bit hot button here, uh, but I think it's we got to talk about it. How much longer can Jake Allen be trusted? How short is his leash? I am not a proponent of bagging on Jake Allen. Myself either. I, I understand that that we that Jordan Bennington is the one. I'm happy with Jake Allen is the two. But the one thing that I will say, and Jeff and I talked about this a little bit this morning, it seems like when Jake Allen plays lately, there's a there's one goal that's like, whoa, man, where did that one come from? That definitely feels like one that y- you should stop. I know that that's easier said than done. I very much do. But at the end of the day, man. If he's going to play once every two weeks and, and it's in, in that game, he's going to let up a stinker, it seems like there's some there's an issue there. What do you think, Jim? Well, it's a big issue. I mean, when you're having to go back-to-back with your number one, I know that there was, you know, a sickness, a flu going through, and Jake Allen wasn't feeling good. Um, but then, you know, he followed up, and he's got a couple of weak ones. The squibblers, like I talk, you talked about right there, they find their way into the back of the net. You can't have that happen. This is your his last start you're talking about, right? Just overall, I mean, the, but yeah, but I'm talking about start, his last man, start. Dude, the body language yeah, after, the, after the players, one or two was just, you oh, know, it's man. tough. Yeah. And right now, Jake Allen is like 51st in the league for goaltenders who have played three or more games. His save percentage is like eight four seven. What's just, acceptable? Nine, nine. Well, if you have a starting goalie or a guy that's NHL caliber, you'd like him to be nine fifteen or higher. Nine fifteen. And wow. at least in the nines, okay? But we're looking at like eight, four, seven right now. So uh, he doesn't even rank in the, like the list stops and there's no Jake Allen on the list. And that's the top 50 in that department of five games or more. So then you go three games or more, which is Jake's and he's 51st. Man. So it's tough right now. And I feel for the guy because, you know, it's never easy to feel like, ugh. I'm not good, or I'm causing problems, but I, you know, I just don't know what the solution is. Right? Like, because you, in my opinion, and I've been a big supporter of Jake Allen's as well. Uh, in my opinion, you have to play him in order to make him better. And if you don't play him to make him better, how can he actually get better? So it, it's kind of a catch twenty-two. Is you got to play this guy. And if you're Craig Berube, and he was at a loss for words, they asked him the other night about it, and he kind of didn't really have much to say, which is always problematic, too, when your coach is sitting there kind of looking for other ways to describe what's going on. Yeah. Uh, now, Jake Allen's going tonight against Edmonton. This is going to be a challenge. 
They've got Leon Dreisaitl and, and Connor McDavid. Uh, James Neal, the real deal, Neal. He's mm-hmm. having a good season again. 11 goals, I think. Yeah, 11 goals. Dreisaitl's got 16 goals, 27 points. Uh, these guys are lighting it up and, and playing in Edmonton back-to-back. Like, that's the, the crappy thing, too, is being the second goalie, you get the back end of the back-to-back games. So sometimes, and some people put more on it than they should of how tired a team can be and all this. There is a fatigue factor that's involved. There just is. You don't ever get, like last night they play in Vancouver. They arrive late in Edmonton. Maybe you don't fall asleep right away. Maybe you don't get the right hydration, this, that, the other. There's a lot of things that factor into it. And guess who's in the net having to hope that everybody brings their A game? Jake Allen. So as much as everybody wants Jake to bring his A game, everybody else has to do the same thing right. in order for him to be successful. And it'll suck because it'll look bad on him if it's a loss. If oh, they well, come out, he was in goal. A hundred percent, Jeff. Yeah. If they come out and lay an egg, if they come out like they did last night against Vancouver, not that they laid an egg last night against Vancouver, but Vancouver came out flying. And I think it was like six or seven, nothing the shots were early on. If that happens tonight, the Blues could find themselves out of the game. Yeah, it could be three nothing before you blink an eye. Yeah, early on, yeah. early on, and that was a damn good team last night, and they haven't been since the the Sedin sisters retired. Yes, but they're back up in the upswing, and Edmonton's even better, right? Man, you I ever just... hear my story about the Sedins? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so it's not the Swedish twins I once wanted. However, um, <laughs> that being said, when I was with the Red Wings, Chris Chelios and I were partners. Just a name drop. Yeah, yep. just me like and Shelly. I got that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pick that up, please. Thank you very much. All right, so we're in front of the net. The Sedins. I don't know how I ended up on the ice against the Sedins, but it must have been a mistake. But right. I ended up on <laughs> the ice about too many men. Yeah, seriously, someone screwed that one up. Um, but they were in front of the net, and they, they never said a word. They just stared at you. It was kind of creepy in general. But we're standing in front, and Chelly's in the in the pile, and the refs are there, and we're kind of pushing and shoving. And Chelly looks at one of the Sedines, and he goes, "You, your brother is the ugliest MF-er I've ever seen. <laughs> and then everybody paused for a second, and then even the linesmen bust out. Because now, obviously, they're, twins. they're identical twins, right? So it was pretty damn hilarious. That's my Sedine story. Oh, that's good stuff. You know what the thing that stinks about the name drops with, with Jamie in the studio? Dude, we're never going to have a name drop that's going to be better than his. Like, I know. <laughs> dude, like I got Soupy sucked. You, right. you just said Soupy. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, and Soupy was like, yeah, but he's still better friends with you than and you than me. I got so, Jim like, Campbell so I'm blocked, but I have it. I know what it is. I could tell people what it is. <laughs> so, so a couple of things here. All right, and and you know we can talk about this a little bit now. We could we could we could do a little bit now. We could hit a little bit more on the next podcast. But obviously, there's a big report that came out at the Athletic yesterday about drug use in the NHL mm-hmm. and about how prevalent that it is, specifically cocaine and Molly. And uh, my fr- my first thought for this, and I don't mean to be dismissive, was shocker. I just thought professional sports. Some people, of that is people gonna, in a lot of pain, surgeries, injuries all the time. Come on, and also too people with a lot of money, yeah. disposable. It just was not shocking to me. However, in reading this article, uh, it, it seems to be that maybe it is an actual issue in, in the league. Jamie, can you kind of talk about that? Is I mean, because I think a lot of never, that is fabricated. I'm sorry, and it maybe just it is. is. Like people assume, just like you said. Uh, you know, I just figured uh, they got disposable income, so I'm not going to just drive it up my nose just because I've got it, sure. you know? And, look, I will say that 
you know, the ecstasy part of it, the Molly, which is now, you know, the, the brand new ecstasy, the bigger and better ecstasy. I could see where that could be not even a problem. I could see where guys maybe are getting hooked into that circle simply because going out and boozing all night lays a beating on your body. Mm-hmm. And, you know, listen, I'm not a big drug guy and I'm not a Molly user, but for what I read and what I see in here, People are talking about, yeah, you, you know, you go out, you get buzzed up, you do this, it's so crazy, and then the next day you feel like a million bucks, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, that's one. But, you know, the cocaine thing, look, there was a time in the league where there were a handful of guys where you just knew, okay, yeah, you know, they're, 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 they're on something. And, but that's, look, at cocaine is something that guys used to do before a game and get all fired up, you know, and I act like, oh, guys used to do it like it used to be like, Oh, here, here's yours, Riv, and get one next week. Yeah, it's no. over there by the Gatorade. Yeah, yeah it, that's like not that. the case. And all the years I played and all the guys I played with and all the different personalities, it was I've never seen it as a problem. I've never personally seen it as problematic. Now, I've been out of the league for 10 years. Sure. So maybe things have escalated. Maybe things are different. I do know an awful lot of guys still in the league, and I know almost every single guy in the Blues roster – and I have a really hard time believing that this is a problem. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things that's a perception of, and what is the your definition of the word a problem? Well, if you see, you know the, what if I mean? you like, see like two or three guys get brought up in the news, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, well, this and, is sure. And the other thing too that we have talked about in the past, somebody that um, if I'm out drinking and I drive home and I get pulled over and because I have a DU, you know, because I'm drunk, doesn't mean I have a drinking problem. It's because I drove when I shouldn't have. Just because somebody tests positive, right, just because somebody tests positive for weed doesn't mean they have a weed problem. It means they did it X amount of time before you tested them. Doesn't mean that they're messed up 24 hours a day. Sure. One thing I would like to see, too, is the statistics of, of, of abuse issues like kind of on the age range there of those NHL players, like have them kind of compared to somebody that's not playing in the NHL. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. sample size of the people to see if it's like sort of what a normal average of that sure. age group would be. Is it a 25-year-old thing or is it a 25-year-old hockey right. player Right, that's thing. what I'm saying, yeah. yes. Yeah. I always said this and people looked at young hockey players and I'll just speak to that because that's what I was. The hockey player is, oh, he's 21, all that guy, he likes to booze, you know? Well, hey, can I escort you to the nearest college campus? Mm, yeah. And why don't we see how much that uh, little Johnny, who's the math major, let's see how much he's boozing. Yeah. And that's the guy that's doing the keg stand and he's ripping it up to, you know, dollar pitcher night. The kids aren't doing anything different, but there is a different standard. It is. Right. I mean, people, when you're in the public eye, you not that you have a responsibility, but you kind of do. You know, you got a responsibility to make sure you don't get put in bad situations. Don't put yourself in bad situations. Um, but look, the, the NHL tests randomly for drugs. And cocaine is on the list of drugs that they don't let slide. Weed, it's a talking to. Ah, you know what? We got you for weed. We're going to come back in six months, see how you're doing. And if so, why are you doing it? You know, let's talk. Cocaine, they're like, okay, we need a program. Right. And... Think about how many guys have been suspended or have, you know, been off for a certain amount of time for rehab. You can count them in the NHL. So there would be more guys. And if the NHL felt like this was a problem, 
They'd be collecting piss every other day in the league. Good point. I mean, that's because I mean this is their business model. That's for, right. for Christ's sake. I mean, and not to break these people down because they're they're people, but re- reality, it's a business. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are the pawns that make the money. For and sure, it's a, so. it's a hot topic for sure. And anytime you say it, you're going to have people on one side or the other because people are listening to it right now as we talk about going ah oh, rivers. Who are you kidding? You know, come on. I saw so and so. He looked really messed up one night. All right. Still, you said so-and-so, not the whole team. And also, right. I, I just want to keep pounding that point. If you see ex-blues player coming home from or out at dinner having a drink, and yeah, let's say he's had four or five drinks and he's slurring a little bit, that doesn't mean he's like that all the time. I'm well, not like that just all be, the time. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't going to say your name, Jamie Rivers. But you know what I'm saying? No, it, absolutely. If you, if you randomly test me and I have weed in my system at that time, that doesn't necessarily mean it's always in my system. Right. That's the perspective I want everybody to know yep. on that. Yeah, absolutely I'm with you, Jeff. So. I feel right. you, bro. Well, right, ladies and gentlemen, the Last Minute Blues podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, Jamie Rivers. Make sure you're checking both, 1057thepoint.com as well as 101ESPN.com. Find out about our Cans for Glory promotion, your opportunity, along with Bud Light, to win some 2020 NHL All-Star our game tickets. Yeah, and uh, follow us on the Instagram. It's last the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Last, last minute, minute Blues Podcast. Last Minute Blues Podcast <laughs> on the Instagram and the email. I'm not even going to try. LMBP at 1057thepoint.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.